Welcome, welcome, welcome to another installment of the People You Need to Know podcast. Uh, this is a show hosted by me, Dom, powered by the Kansas City Podcast Network, and the name is in itself. Uh, any of you, and I don't even like to call it interviews, I sit down and have a conversation with some people that I think you need to know. And today, I'm joined by Mark Lanou. I just had to get the correct yeah, <laughs> enunciation yeah, yeah, yeah. of that. Uh, Mark is a Kansas City native, Hickman Mills graduate. Uh, class of 2007. He is a co-owner of uh, Made Apparel. Is that is that the uh, Made Mob? Made, made Mob. Apparel, yeah. Okay, okay. I didn't know if like Made Mob was kind of like the gang, and then like it, it technically is. Like <laughs> it technically is. It goes by Made Mob. Made just a crew. Uh, okay. Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, Mark been around in this industry since 2013. Him and his guys started this up. Um, essentially, we was talking earlier, like more or less a t-shirt brand. Um, and they threw a lot of parties in Kansas City. They was really well known for what they was doing. Um, and then fast forward to 2020. Now he's a pretty well-known streetwear brand. Um, you can find him at Halls, yeah. uh, May KC. I'm sure y'all. He he pretty global. Are you global? Have you shipped anywhere out of the country? Yeah, like uh, 13 countries. Whew. Yeah. Uh, and you can find him just about anywhere. Um, uh, but we'll just get started, man. Um, I guess we can start with your roots, man. Uh, talk to me. Talk to me a little bit about this. Uh, how May started. Uh, May started. I'm doing my live thing too. So yeah, for sure. Do your thing, man. What's good? What's good? What's good? <laughs> so, what was the question? Kid, my bad. Uh, I guess you know, for people who don't know, I mean, I know most people listen to this or who will listen to this likely know who May is. But for the for those who don't, um, you know, what what was the inception involved with this? You know, starting the t-shirt brand. You just hit your homies up and was like, hey, let's. Uh, I got this t-shirt idea. Or kind of what was that process like? Man, you know, the funny thing was kind of like uh, before I even hit somebody up to do like um, the cold clothing line thing. I was already like planning on doing it myself. Oh, for real? Yeah, because on Twitter, like, I was talking like I used to talk a lot of shit, like you know what I mean. And so, when you talk a lot of shit, like like catchy phrases, people just like start like, man, you should put that on a t shirt. You should put that on a t shirt. And so, like, literally same week as I'm in like in a notebook, starting like to um, put my ideas together. I'm at work, and I just started a sprint. So, when we were working, this dude that walked in, he had on a trippy main shirt, and the trippy main shirt was like huge and it was like super ugly you know what i mean like yeah. i thought it was hilarious i'm like man if somebody, i could do better i could do better that's the first thing that popped my mind <laughs> i looked at it saw the shirt i said tripping man first thing saw in my head is i could do better and then seven and a half years in we're still here so who are your partners my partners shout out to uh vu radley um and um, jp jonathan platts okay so i, I think uh, i've seen him on instagram a couple times yeah and the funny thing is we when we started a business we knew each other for like three weeks for real i swear to god so how how did that process work? Um, I think uh, I, I think they didn't like low key like they didn't low key like fuck with me. Okay, <laughs> Be- because I was new. They had known each other for years. I was I just came in. I known them for three weeks, so it's kind of like, why should they start a business with dude they just met? Yeah, for sure. You see what I'm saying? But what a lot of people don't know is when May started, we had already put the motion um. In the everything in motion 2012 in June because I just met him at Sprint so we was doing all the back end work before we even released anything did you start off as a legitimate company yeah. like LLC and all that yep that's what so, so that's what we did first we just believed that we had to do the back end things first so we did the whole LLC thing first we got our um we researched we built our website we did everything that we were supposed to do we had an attorney Damn. We, we had all this in the back end before we even released because like for us it's kind of like if you're gonna do something, you gotta you gotta do it the right way. Well, you gotta believe in yourself, man. And, yeah. and then when you put it down on paper like that, then it's like, okay, we don't have a choice but to make this like a legitimate business. Yeah. Um 
At, at what point do you, would you say it turned into a legitimate business? Because this your, is your full-time job now, right? Yeah, it's my full-time job. That's a blessing, man. It's a blessing. That's crazy. Uh, and I mean, it started just from um, the the made shirt. Or was it just the KC? Was it the KC shirt? Is that the? Oh uh, yeah, the yeah so we know. No, the best thing is we even dropped that to like that was like probably like a third drop okay. we came out with. In the beginning, what a lot of people don't know is when May first came out. Of course, we was in nightlife, so we threw a lot of parties because in the beginning, in Kansas City, they like they weren't up to like streetwear. Nobody was buying clothes like that. Most people weren't. Most people weren't. You know, people didn't know who Black Scale was or nah. Stussy or yeah. uh, Nicky Dime. You know, Nicky Dime, 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 yeah, you yeah. Know? And I had a chance to meet him. Really, I met him really too. dope guy when he came in town for Street League twice. Oh, I did too. I met him twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually kicked it. He really, really dope I was at the after party had a mosaic. Yeah, facts. Yeah, yeah for too. real? Okay, yeah. Oh, damn. We didn't cross paths. Yeah. We didn't even <laughs> Bro, that's crazy. That's how Kansas City is, man. It's yeah. a small world. But uh, so when y'all were throwing these parties, was that kind of like the... The, the the premise of the goal at least at that time like did you so we was just throwing parties because nobody was buying our clothes so it was so a way like, to put money in your pocket it was a way to put money in the business so what a lot of people don't know is when we was throwing parties we didn't touch a dime every dime that we made we put it back in the account every dime we didn't touch a thing we didn't do we didn't go out and treat ourselves that every dime that we made because we knew as part of the business it's like having to reinvest and so what a lot of people do you know they make some dollars it's kind of like then they go spend it. They go spend it. Oh, we got we got two bands in the bank account. Yeah, and hey, let's go get a table of mosaic. Yeah, you know, and that's how guys end up filling in their businesses. Yep. And when we uh, made the money, we never saw it because it went right into the business. And so that's how initially how it made kind of started. It was like we had a following. Um, we was probably like not probably one of a couple streetwear brands that was out at the time. Now it's like so many of them. Um, that's and it's dope because it just kind of shows that the uh, the industry is growing in Kansas City. Yeah, for sure. I so like, I love seeing that. I feel like Kansas City is always like a few steps behind the curve when it comes to things, unless you like a cat that's really been online or yeah, you know, paying attention to stuff. Like I remember being a kid. I used, I mean, every day I was on Karma Loop. Oh on, yeah, you know, you know about Karma Loop. And, yeah, and what's yeah. crazy, man? Karma yeah. Loop's not even around anymore. Nah. Uh, homeboy, he he built a multi million dollar company, like five hundred million dollars. Yeah. And crashed it to the ground. Yeah. I mean, to the point they were known in. In the industry for throwing parties, like yeah. if you worked at Karma Loop, like yeah. that was the yeah. shit back yeah. in the day. Uh, I just read an article about that like a couple weeks ago, but yeah, that's crazy, yeah. man. But yeah, so that's what we was doing. We were just throwing parties, making money, and then it was it was very it was like us, it was you know it's crazy we was thinking like that back then too because like a little bit after that the Royals had made that um went to the World Series, and so that's kind of like was our breakthrough too because like all of these that's what got us to like all these stores. Because people want to Kansas City merchandise. Because people want to Kansas City merchandise. But the great thing about that is a lot of things don't know how like wholesale work. It's like when you're selling your clothes in these clo- uh, stores or um, a lot, 100% of the time is... Consignment? No, no, we don't do... Okay. We, we haven't okay. done that. Like We've okay. been very fortunate. Okay. We've been very blessed to do that. But all of our accounts have been wholesale. But um, with a lot of uh, young entrepreneurs, like especially in clothing, it's like when you get to these accounts, it's like... You gotta realize it's like you gotta have already have money in the bank because they don't expect inventory. You still gotta pay for production. That's what a lot of people don't know. So like people are like, oh man, I just got a store that picked this up to like um, you know, they want a thousand pieces. But what you gotta keep in mind is they're not giving you all that money up front. They'll give you like 10, 15 percent. Yeah. And you gotta come up with the rest of it to go pay for it. But we were so smart with all the money we had saved from throwing parties that we didn't have a problem. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. So every time all these stores was placing these orders, it's like, we was always thinking like, damn, we are so lucky we had this money we saved up. And we were lucky we didn't blow this shit. And we were lucky we didn't blow that shit either. And that's probably part of the reason by signing all the partnership to LLC and like yeah. making you know the right decisions on who can. Because I'm sure like you can't, 
I'm sure you have a business card, but you can't just go reckless with it. You know, nah. I, I know when I was dealing with a business partner, like we eventually got a lawyer and we got to the point where it was like, you know, if you want to go and visit a client or you want to do whatever, you right. know, your max is $500 you can spend. Yeah. And anything about it, you got to come talk to me about yep. it. Or come talk to, you know, me and your other partner. Um, but that's what's up, man. I feel like early on, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like y'all got a lot of slack. Or I feel like a lot of Kansas City brands get a lot of hate yeah. for... Um, Battery dying shit. <laughs> I got to charge if you need that's it. That's cool, that's cool. Uh, for uh, being a quote-unquote Kansas City brand. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like a lot of people hate on the fact of you're making money off just selling Kansas City shirts. Yep. And did y'all feel that a lot? Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I never really paid attention. Yeah. Um, Fuck it. I mean, honestly, I never paid attention. So, uh, Kansas City stuff, I was like, was like our breadwinner, but we did our, we were still pushing our streetwear stuff too. So you still see our stuff that's just mob or just made, strictly made. Because I remember seeing a post, and it might have been in like 2014, 2015, but it was like a, a shoot y'all did in like Venice Beach or something mm -hmm, like that. Yep. And y'all got picked up. Was like, was that kind of like a big break for y'all? Uh, it was. It was. Uh, it was a good break for us actually, because uh, especially in Kansas City. Cause there was like damn like Kansas City brand like in L A in L A you know at what a, I mean? at a, like the streetwear mecca streetwear mecca like, you know what I'm saying we went through Crooks and Castles met them oh for real yeah even uh even the homies they even bought some weed from the Crooks and Castles this shit was funny yeah bro <laughs> come to the back like okay so you know what I mean it's like they all cool it's very streetwear and it's it's a huge influence of what we were trying to do we actually tried to go to L A so like open a store there but uh we met uh Jeff Staples you know okay. what I'm talking about uh, the pigeons he owns the pigeons out yeah, yeah, yeah. in New York okay. So we met him at um, what's that event called? It's just in Vegas. Oh my god, I can't think of what it is right now. I went blank. I know so, what you're talking about though. I know Go I don't know if you know Gooch from uh, Control Substance. Yeah, I know he goes there a lot. It's yeah, like we, to meet yeah. like vendors and wholesalers yep, and stuff like yep. that. Yeah. So we ran into him there, and he was like, "Man, if I was you, I'd stay in Kansas City." And he was like, "For real?" He's like, "Yeah, it's like it's so oversaturated, West Coast, East Coast." So like being in Kansas City, he was like, "Who really are you guys going against?" It's like, and plus you're in a day and age where like. On, online sales as far as like having an online retail store is like yeah. that's I mean would you say like that's probably where a large percentage of your profits come from now, or well, currently it's really 50-50 oh, with, my, my, with my wholesales because you know we're in so many stores too so we're constantly having our accounts buying you know every four five weeks and you're doing prints too for people now yeah I just opened that up yeah. okay yeah I saw I happened to see Tony had pulled up and yeah. got some shirts or something from you so like we said earlier, man, you got them hands in them cookie jars. Yeah, I just kind of believe in, like, ownership and uh, just hustling and, uh, you know, can nobody take that from me. So for us, it's having to be able to control everything in-house. Yeah. Because I got a, a studio, photography studio. Yeah, and, you know, of course, I got the print shop. And so, you know, I print, shoot, hit it online. Like, my marketing team is in-house. My design team is in-house. Everything in-house. Keeps that overhead down. Keep everything down. So at what point... Um so y'all opened that the flagship store what two years ago? Uh, the first one we opened in two thousand seventeen. Okay. Yep. Downtown. What, what was that like? That shit was lit. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that, especially in the city. Yeah. Kansas City, and so it was it was huge for the culture because like uh, a lot of high school kids start coming around, like man, like oh damn, this, this is stuff you see out in L A. This stuff you see in New York, and, like it was you know Kansas City was starting to have their own their own brand, and I think it's really hard for Kansas City to get behind a lot. Yeah, like it really is, man. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of talented people in Kansas City, but the but the right people just don't stand behind them. And I think you're yeah. trying to do that. Yeah, with your shop, I saw like an article, or I might, I might even saw you post something about opening yeah. up your shop to yep. uh, entrepreneurs I'll to kind of like do a little stu yep. studio out of there or whatever. Yep. So, so, and that's just free, or like, what's that process? Um, so we was we was teaming up 
I, I wasn't supposed to talk about a lot of that stuff because we just teaming up with the city. Okay. Um, and they didn't really want us to release the information. So um, they was going to back up a lot of that um, that project. And then literally same week COVID hit. You know what I mean? That's tough. Tough. Yeah. So I know it was a lot of people. We had over like probably almost 200 people reached out about the shop. And then, you know, we couldn't do anything because the virus came through and said, what's up? Is you it know? still on the back burner? Um, a lot of my focus now has really just been in the community. I kind of um, been worried about my print shop. I can still make that happen. It's just with the COVID stuff still around, it's still no room for us to to make that work, yeah. you know? So, but yeah, we we work with a lot of um, a lot of upcoming um, brands. We work with a lot of upcoming entrepreneurs, you know, even with, with the critique. We got a platform that just highlight a lot of local minorities. Yeah, talk to me about this critique because that's oh, the fashion yeah. show, right? Correct. It's the fashion show. So that fashion show actually was uh, influenced being in Vegas, being that trade show. And then we were the only Kansas City brand there in 2013. Wow. So this is before anyone in Kansas City even knew what that was. Because a lot of these street work, uh, control substance, we were talking about that. We went like together like, a couple years after. But I was telling people like, yo, y'all need to check this out. You need to look into this. Um, and somebody there started booth or table from Vibe Magazine. I still remember his name, Mark. Mark Anthony. I still remember because... There are just certain moments in life you always remember. They leave an impact on you. Left an impact on me because to him was like, he's like, why are we there? He was like, oh, it's, you know, Kansas City. He's like, why are you guys here? He was like, I oh, was just trying to make a name for ourselves. And he was like, man, this is, this ain't for Kansas City. He was like, yeah. He's like, this is for cities like LA, New York, Seattle. He's like, this ain't no farm town event. And I was like, what? That shit pissed me off when I go out of town, man. And cats. Kansas. You know sleep, what I mean? Sleep on it. Oh my God! Yeah. So y'all got skyscrapers. Yeah, Come on, bro. Yeah, all, <laughs> I hear all the time. And he was, so, so he was just saying that um, he thought Kansas City was known for our barbecue and our crime rate, right? And so I was like, man, I had to correct him. I was like, bro, we got so much talent. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff that you're talking about just kind of overlooks a lot of the the talent and and the passion and entrepreneurs that we have within the city. Yeah. So literally the next two days after I got back from Vegas after the event, um. I said, fuck it, let me start a a fashion show that highlight all the creatives, these designers, these dope-ass designers in the city, and then this is our sixth year. Sixth? Sixth year. Wow. Back-to-back, back, and every show's been sold out, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I've only heard about it for maybe the last, maybe I've always heard about it. I just didn't know mm -hmm. that y'all had your hand in oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of people didn't. I said the interview, yeah. they didn't know that either. Really? Yeah. Yahoo. They didn't know it was behind that. That's crazy. And they knew about it? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. I mean, that's... That's some special. crazy, ain't it? <laughs> like that's why I say like the attention, like how streetwear is like our streetwear brand is kind of bringing the attention to the city as far as fashion go. Well, you use your platform in the in the right way, and True. you um you kind of giving back. You know, you yeah, you you, you might you might not be where you want to be, but yeah. you're in a position where a lot of people see you and they're like, that's kind of an influence for me to get there. Right, and you're just opening up your doors to be like, shit, you know, like. You can do it too. It's kind yeah. of almost like the Nipsey way, you know. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I want to do all these things, but yeah. all these things are to to better the folks around me, yep. you know. Because it, it does you no good to have access to all these resources, access yep. to all this knowledge and this yep. power, and just keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. Because I mean, what's that going to do for you? I would say it ain't a blessing to you bless people around you. Facts. That's that's I was with my outlook. Like I was telling you before, like my family, my homies, I done brought them on. You know what I mean? So like, I just started a whole real estate company with my homie. I brought on my, my brother, my cousins, my nephew. You know what I mean? Like 16 and he was working for me. You know what I mean? Like, that's wild. Wild, ain't it? And it's a, it's, that's got to be an incredible feeling to be able to put money in your family's pockets. Yeah. 
for them yeah. coming to work for you and yeah. you know, don't have to worry about the bullshit of dealing with no corporation or anything yeah. like that. You're much more understanding, you know, et cetera. And it's bigger too, be able to teach them. Like I might be big on like education, like be able to educate uh, people around me on like uh, business, being an entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneurship, how that's a real thing. You know what I mean? Because I come from the islands. Originally, I just went home. My homecoming was last year after 20 years. So being able to see going home was like very eye-opening because to them, they felt like uh, Asian people control the world because all the businesses were owned by the Asians there. This is what, in Hawaii? In Samoa, South Samoa, Hawaii. okay. To them, it was like, um, they didn't believe I was from there. They didn't believe I grew up in the same village. I was the first guest speaker at the school ever had. Ever had. They've never had no guest speaker. They didn't know what it was. I had to kind of like tell them what a guest speaker was. So when I came in there, talking to them, they were shocked. They were looking at me, asking each other, speaking. You know, I still understand. I still speak some of it too. So like, it's funny hearing them ask like they couldn't believe I was from there. It's almost unbelievable that somebody was able to do what you're doing coming yeah. from there. Yeah. I was just telling um, my, uh, somebody just yesterday, I was like, man, one of the greatest feelings I ever had, bro, was getting off that plane. And somebody at the airport was like, hey, that's made mob. It was like, hey, are you opening the store here? I swear to God, bro, I almost cried. I'm like, bro, I ain't, I ain't been back in 20 years. That's crazy. It's like 8,000 miles away. You know what I mean? I was like, be able to come back and hear that. I was telling, I was like, bro, I never. It's one of the greatest feelings to be able to see your, your, your people behind you. Yeah, you're one of them cats where it's like, people are proud to say that I know him. Yeah. Like, you know Mark? That's yeah. my guy. Yeah. You know, and like, that's, yeah. I mean, I, I, I would imagine you had big goals, but in yeah. 2012 when you was, you know, Start I was, off. you know, pen and pad, just kind of yeah. scratching with ideas in 2013 to open this. Yeah. Uh, did you see that you would be here? Um, I mean, because you're talking about a critique fashion show that yeah. fucking Yahoo knows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You didn't give your brother a job. You hooked your niece up, your nephews. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're doing real estate, man. Yeah. I mean, so. Um, and how old are you? Are you 30 now? Turn, turning 30. Okay. So, uh, you know, I always believed, like, I always believed myself, so I always knew I was going to be here. Because, like, you know, like, end of the day, like, hard work is never going to cheat the outcome. So I was, a lot of what people see now is, like, they just thought, assume, people people just heard of me, hearing me now recently, um, they just assume I, it was, I was already like this. But I was selling out a trunk for my car for four years. Yeah. I was sleeping in my car. Matter of fact, I was homeless when I started made. So, like, that's just a story. Like, a lot of people are so shocked. Like, damn, I didn't know that. Matter of fact, the church I was sleeping in the parking lot is not that far from me. For real? Woods Chapel. Across the bridge from uh, Quitchett. It was a, a, little, a little small church in the corner. Yeah, a little kind of like barn looking. I just sleep over there. That's crazy. Yeah. You see what I'm saying now? <laughs> so like a lot of people just like, you know, and I've always told my truth too, so I never try to hide from that. People don't understand the grind. People don't understand the grind. But so I've always kind of like, the whole process of me getting here, the whole process of like me going through it at that time, like I always knew like God wouldn't put me through something that I wouldn't get out of. So like, my mindset then, and I would say this now, like, was I was like, no matter what I was going through, no matter what I was, the setbacks I was going through, like, I never let that identify who I was going to become. You know what I mean? It's like Nip said, man. I mean, the difference between me and you is that I just didn't quit. Never quit. You know? And the same thing with me. I just never gave up. I'm sure people was like, are oh, you starting a clothing brand, bro? You, I mean, yeah. you really think you're going to make money on that? You really think you can make a career out bro, of that? but you know, the crazy thing is, my family went rocking with me when, they, when I first started. A lot of my homies was kind of like, hey, you sound crazy? I fuck with it. but And that's what I, you know, play a huge role who I've become too. Like, my own success and my own growth was the people that was around me. You gotta have a strong support system. I have to. 
You have even to. if even if they in a worse position than you, but as long as having somebody else that believes in the yeah. vision and the goal that you have, yeah. it makes it that much more attainable. Because it's like, yeah. I'm, number one, I don't want to let this person down, yeah. but also somebody is believing in me to the point to where they're like, all right, shit, well, this ain't maybe maybe this ain't as crazy as it sounds, yeah. you know. Um, so critique, how many um, how many brands are involved in that, or is um, it just kind of different every year? Is it like application I jump process? around like every year. Like when I went, uh, so we was the first. Uh, <laughs> People that thought, you know, I rented a uh, hangar at the airport. I saw that. Through that thing there. And I, um, I think it was like 10, 12 designers that sold out, too. It was like a little bit over. And are they all minority? Yeah, except like one. One. So that's been always been like my focus on my, uh, everything that I do was always kind of like uh, minorities because a lot of the stuff that I have here, I just feel like we weren't welcomed. You know what I mean? But coming up in Kansas City, man, you see it all the time. I see it all you know? the time. With Westport, with Pine Light, yeah. with. A lot of these areas and how yeah. they've, you know, yeah. the stigmas, you know, yeah. we don't want niggas in here, you know. Yep. So, I mean, even Mosaic back in the day used yeah. to be like, that used to be the black spot. Like, they it used was. to play like black music yep. in there, Changed you know. real quick. Real quick. Now you go in there and it's that, that EDM, music, whatever yeah. you want to call it. So, yeah. same with hotels, same with all yeah, the places, Everything man. changed. Hotel was the spot too. Good. A lot of people don't know, people who are younger than us, especially people just now going to Westport, they yeah. don't know what Gusto was like. Oh, that was lit. They don't know, like, honestly, Westport back in the day, like 2000 and. 12, 13 was lit. Was dope. Was lit. Because everybody was welcome down there. It was. Wasn't these Johnny Calls kind of buying up everything and kind of setting the standard and the image for what yeah. they want. So, yeah. But, uh, but anyways, man, so back, <laughs> back to this critique. critique. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I get yeah. off track a lot. My bad. No, you good. I get off track too. <laughs> we didn't bounce around a little that's, bit. I too. mean, that's kind of like the thing I tell people, and I, I probably mention this a lot on the podcast, is that it's just, man, it's, it's wherever the conversation takes us. Yeah. You know, it's natural. Just, yeah, exactly. I don't let want this flow. to feel, well, let, let's feel organic. Let's just, yeah. Well, we don't really know each other, so let's just yeah. have a conversation yep. and get to know each yep. other. Yep. So, but uh, so twelve, thirteen. When's the next one? Um, Is it every summer? No, I was doing it spring and fall. Okay. So last year was the first year I started doing two. No, for that. So every year I always try to ask something on. So once before I was doing it once a year for like two years. Then I went two times a year. Then last year I implemented my whole weekend. So I started doing the whole weekend, and then this year it was a whole fashion week. And then COVID smacked us in the face. That's crazy. So yeah, we still um let's start our plans to go through with the fashion week. It's just a lot of the venues that we had booked up kinda like um they're you know, with the COVID stuff around, they're just taking the right precautions. So like, yeah. you know, so I get it. So we might have to not do a, a fashion show this week, but I'm doing like a lot of workshops that caters like around to like um a lot of models, uh photographers, a lot of creatives. Yeah. So it's not just giving big. people a spot to shine. Yep. I don't wanna like because I know a lot of people are pretty scared like to come to these fashion a fashion will be packed. I'm about to put you down. Let me know. I'm gonna put you on the list. I appreciate put it. I'll pull up. I got you. I got no, you. No, I'm in there. Yeah, you gotta come early too. <laughs> last one for real though, because the last show, man, it was like almost like 30, 40 minutes in. We still had the line. Still coming. How in. many people? Uh, the last show. Yeah, uh, a little bit over seven hundred. That's crazy. And what was the last one? At? That event, that Airport. venue looked. Oh, so that last one. The was last one was at the Grand Hall, so that's okay. downtown. So I combined with the models, probably a little bit over, almost pushing eight hundred. The downtown, I mean, the airport one was probably like a thousand, eleven hundred. I mean, I seen a lot of cats in there that I know that were walking. I mean, it gives it gives people like a new added boost of confidence yeah, too. You know, like to does. be like, uh, I'm gonna walk in a fashion yeah. show, and then you might learn something that you never had about yeah. yourself. Like, you can really do this, man. You yeah. can really model. And I've seen a lot of black guys in Kansas City, or even minorities in yeah. general, really taking on this whole modeling thing, and it's yeah. starting to really blow up in Kansas City. I love to see it too. It's beautiful. Beautiful man, I'm like that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Being able to play a little role in that too is pretty amazing, you know. Yeah. Uh, so what about this um, this this whole real estate thing? Yeah. So so how did that start? Um, 
how that started was I always wanted to like have some type of like passive income. I've always kind of believed in like, um, man, it's a crazy story, bro. I got into this. We got invited. It's so much crazy stories all tied. All happened within the same week, bro. I was at the parlor eating with this dude I'm mentoring. And um, as we're walking in, we're talking about real estate, passive income. As we're ordering food, the table behind us is talking about real estate, passive income. I said, man, this is a sign. No lie. Right when we finished our food, me and my dude, our mentor, so we got up, went, interrupt that whole lunch. It was a dude from New York. Well, he lived in New York. Um, and the lady here that owned a CBD shop and went our home with Ryan. They're all talking about real estate. And so I'm like, hey, look, I probably I don't know you guys. Y'all don't know me. I don't mean to interrupt. But I'm looking to get into the real estate and can learn more about what you guys are talking about. So for me, I was never been scared to, like, just to, you know, kick the door. For sure. Hey, I don't know y'all, but my, hey, you know what I'm saying? I've always been like, hey, what's up? I've always learned, like, cause I'm, I'm in, I, I, I came up in sales for most of my career, okay. so it's like, the worst answer somebody can give me is no. No. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, okay, yeah. then. All right, yeah. bet. Like, yeah. I'll ask somebody else. Like, you know, it's you can't be afraid to ask, though, because you never know what's on the other side of that. Never that know. Answer. And then from there, we switched information. They invited us to an event, like, two days later. Bro, we showed up to this event. He's like, this dude up store in the event was like, um, he had all his investors there. And like his real estate company. Bro, we pulled up to this event. It was all white people. All older white people. And I'm just like, man, what the fuck am I doing in this room? But it was so dope though, because like I like being uncomfortable. And the fact that I was in the room new room kind of made me excited because like they know shit I didn't. So and it was an open bar. So there's a funny thing is, the dual mentoring is with me. I was like, hey, let's go upstairs, bro. He looked at me like I was crazy. He was like, for what? I'm like, hey, let's go get some food. Let's go chill. We go upstairs, we're eating, we're chilling. He's like, you ready to go downstairs? I said, nah, you got to wait. He was like, why? I said, bro, we are, they don't fuck with us. He was like, but it's an open bar. Let them drink. He looked at me like, oh, shit. <laughs> People like to talk when they drunk. And so I'm sitting there. They like to give it up. like to give it up. So I'm like, give him like 30, 40 minutes. And so he's laughing. He was like, bro, who think like that? I'm like, just, just, just wait. 30 minutes in, he's like, you ready to go? I said, no, no. Now we got to pay attention to who, who everybody migrating to. Like who is that's somebody you want to know? And so he's like, Man, how do you know all this? Because people do that shit in my event. You know what I mean? So like when I throw events, I throw a lot of events. So like, um, you know, people always trying to like meet me because they know me. Yeah, you gotta fill the room. And network, you know what I mean? And so I'm like, we see these two old white cats in there. I'm like, that's who we need to know. And where we was posted, I was by the bathroom. So me, I like to observe the room and kind of know where I'm at. You know what I mean? I pay attention. So as they come into the bathroom, I just me knowing that they drunk, any little thing I say to them, they go around and start a conversation. I said, hey, man, that's a nice sweater. Oh, yeah, man, my wife got me this, man. It was got out sale somewhere. I can't believe she got it. And we just started talking. I'm like, so what do you do? He's like, oh, I actually own a, um, a real estate company. Um, he also owns, uh, he bought like 150 acres in uh, the Beverly Hills somewhere. And he built like out of 20 acres, he built like uh, for, uh, weed farms, weed pots, weed pots. So I'm like, oh, shit, you somebody I need to know. Yeah. You see what I'm saying, though? So the more I like, I pay attention to because everybody was going up to him like, oh, he got the, he's the investor, he's the dude that got will fund your whole project. We mingle, we it's talk. about just building a relationship, bro. even if he even if he doesn't even invest in your project, just no. having that in your back pocket to yeah. call, yeah, and be like, hey man, I'm, I kind of I'm like to just to kick around some ideas yeah. with him and to really get some better knowledge on kind of the bro. process behind it. He introduced me as this mentor, and what throws me off was Cat was already like fifty five, so I'm like, damn, like white people are like no shit that. We don't know. Like, I didn't know I was going to be, I would be 55 and him mentors. 
So he introduced me to his mentor. His mentor, a little bit older than him. He was like talking, money talk. They just throwing money around. He was like, oh, matter of fact, they're the one building out the, um, the Hard Rock Hotel. He said, I just put the money up. So I'm like, oh, okay. You the guy. Okay. You Let me holler Yeah, you. yeah. I said, <laughs> okay. And he was like, yeah, you know, I also sell. Like, they all drunk, too. It's like, oh, yeah, I sell uh, uh worm shit. So he's like, hey, I made like uh, 1.8 millions off of just selling worm shit. I'm like, what the fuck is worm? What is worm shit? Like, with the, the shit, the worms are shitting. He was selling the shit that the worms was like poop. He was selling worm poop. For like fertilizer or something? Yep. Damn. Because I made two million off of that. It's crazy, man. That's a million dollars in a lot of things. I have no idea. And you'd be amazed by it. Bro, after that, I told myself, man, look, if I'm going to come to these people, correct, let me educate myself on real estate. So I started reading real hard. You know, reading real estate book. I read his book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It kind of changed my whole perspective on things. Robert Kiyosaki, Kawasaki. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I finished the book. I went and bought a house the exact same week. I ain't no shit about nothing. I just went and bought the house. I still, it was my first investment property. And so I bought that, bought it straight out, um, rehabbed it, put a tenant in it. Every month she pays. You know what I mean? That's, and that's that's been the goal for me is to, uh, like a lot of people don't think about residual income. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people our age even or even younger don't think about like, fam, when I'm 50, 60, bro, I'm not trying to be punching a clock. No. Nowhere. I'm trying to get that mailbox money. Bro. You know, and so my, my grandpa kind of put me on because he owned rental properties. And so okay. I'll be talking to my girl about it. I'm like, you know, and, and my boy is a contractor. Okay. He, he's got eight properties now. And but he do everything himself. He can do it yeah. all. He gets electrical, plumbing, all that. Bro. But I'm like, and I was talking to my boy about it because my partner was trying to, he came at me with this business idea about, long story short, some type of way where, where people give you lines of credit. Yeah. You can like use that line of credit to come to like, not like a maid, but maybe somebody who's a struggling streetwear yep. brand and yep. say, hey, I see you struggling, but you got some success. Here's my line of credit at 5% interest yeah. and I'll back your next two months of inventory and then you pay me back on this. But I was like, man, that's that's putting a lot of risk involved. I'd rather yeah. buy a property. Plus I got a good enough credit where I can buy a property on my yeah. own. Yeah. And I was like, man, look, my boy bought a house for 15,000 yeah. cash. Yeah. No, no mortgage or nothing. Yep. Put somebody in there. He said he put $2,000 in fixing the roof, put some new windows in or whatever. Seven fifty a month. Because usually they say you can charge about 1%, 1.5% depending on what the property is. Yep. And so, I mean, in, in two and a half years, yep. he'll have his 15 bands back. Yeah. And then every month on the first 15, whenever Cash it is, flow. $800. Cash flow. $725. Do that 10 times, man. 20, 20 times, you know. Bro. It's, I, I tell people all the time, man, when it comes to, like, really investing, yeah. I think cars and real estate are the two like it's almost impossible to fail if you know a little bit about what you're doing. Yeah. Because we in a day and age, a lot of people don't want to buy. Yeah. People are scared too. They don't understand the yeah. process. Yeah. If you can find somebody loyal, I met a guy, uh, a lady I was doing a study at a long time. I'm like, you man, I just chop it up with people. My girl yeah. hates it. Yeah, I just shout. We'll, I will pull up to a party. Like <laughs> if you invite me to a party, me and my girl come, and I don't know nobody in there but you. Yeah. I'll walk out with 20 business cards. That's me. I just chop it up with people, man. Yeah. And I'm I'm all about relationships. And yeah. she told me like. You know, my husband bought a house when he was 18. This is back in the day when it was real easy. He fixed it up. He lived in it for five years. Then he put a lady in it, and that same lady lives in that house to this day. House is paid for now. So now he just get a check for 1000 whatever it is he charged a month, you know. And she never wants to buy. She wants to live there forever. Bro, that's crazy. It's, and that's the dude. Like, man, I wish so many people would know about it too, but, you know, even with, like, understanding financial literacy. I think that's – but I, I think – that's part of what you're doing. That's why, yeah. like, honestly, man, I don't know you a lot, but I respect yeah. everything that you do because you're about giving back to people and you're about putting people up on game. Yeah. And that's all I want to do too is, yeah. is, is I'm a, I'm a person that soaks in knowledge. Yeah. 
And then when I talk to people who don't know it, I like yeah. to feed it to them. Me too. Because I want you to understand that you can, like like my kid, for instance, you know, like she's only three now, but all the shit I know, I want to teach to her so that yeah. she don't make the mistakes I make. Yeah. And I want her to be better than me. Yep. But I also want to put that in, you know, these young cats running around out here too and let them know that there's so many opportunities. There's so many kids in the hood that are talented, man, and yeah. that are smart as hell. They just they just lack the resources and yeah. lack a person like you, yeah. you know, to, to, to guide them to that yeah. way. But yeah, financial literacy, man, is like... I ain't no shit about it. when I was eighteen. Oh, credit, what you I mean? No shit about you mean that. tell me I gotta pay this phone? If I don't pay this phone bill, it's gonna fuck my credit up. Yeah, you know it's gonna drop at twenty points, thirty points. You know if I don't do this, if I don't do that, you know it's. I didn't even understand that shit like till like in my early twenties. I mean, technically, you learn about this shit every day. Understanding, I don't even know how money works, how to invest it, you know, how to make it work for the, you. The, you know what man. I'm saying? And the the there's there's cats in the real estate game, man, that use. They they learn how to use the banks against themselves. They do. Cats know how to use the bank and use all their money yep. to fix up this house, yep. do all this, flip it, and boom. Bro, I'm actually kind of in the process of doing that. Okay. So, like, the more places I'm rehabbing, I'm starting to stand, like, how to use, like, credit as leverage. And so, like, uh, I'm just using their money to, like, buy properties and rehabbing it without even spending my own dime. So, people who don't know, like, what exactly is that? that Cause I, I I think I understand a little bit of it, but it's basically coming at the bank and saying I need a mortgage for. You're basically getting a mortgage or a loan yeah. for the amount of the property plus the rehab, right? Yeah. So they call that a was it a two four two, two ah uh, fuck I forgot what the uh, the loan is called two something I forgot what it was. So basically, um, I haven't specific, specific specifically used that loan. So basically, what that is, it covers the property and all the rehab. Of course, you got to put down like a I think like a three point four down payment. Then um, I don't know all, all that shit work. Like I said, I'm still new to yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I don't either. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, even with the FHA loan, a lot of people are using FHA. Are you familiar with FHA loan? A little bit. So same thing. Like, um, you got to have like a credit score of like, was it like? Is it, I think it's like uh, fuck, I can't even know all these details in my head right now, bro. I read so much, it's fucking my head up. Now I'm learning about op- trading options too. Yeah, <laughs> it's like now it's like really I didn't slip. You know, I'm. It's bouncing it's, around so damn much now. It's crazy how easy it is to really buy a house that people really don't. It's so easy. People don't think about that. Bro, there's a house that I'm about to buy that the house is paid off. It's so crazy this. The house is paid off. He just has a water lien on it. All he wants is the water lien off his name and me take the house over. Bro, the house is, um, so the water lien is like a little bit over uh, 3000 Uh Right now the house with, uh, is worth 84000 And he wants to get rid of it? Bro, he don't live here. That's crazy. Yeah, he live in Cali, and he getting sued because one is the water lien. Yeah. Two is because the, the the way the way the area is is like you have to keep up with the property. So like grass is not cut, you know. Ain't shit for hold. me. Yeah. For so three thousand, bro. <laughs> Come on. I was like, man, what the fuck? I was just talking to my partner about it this morning, and there's a house. And then usually when you look into house, if you want to flip, you look at comps. So you look at what what house, the area is and all the that. area is for. So me seeing there was a comp for like one hundred twenty five thousand in the neighborhood, I'm like. They just put this three thousand down and sell just it. maybe yeah, and just sell it, turn around and just this thing called wholesaling. Have you heard, are you familiar with wholesaling? I've heard of it, but I don't like that's another like I'll be in I that, be on that, that YouTube shit and I'll be trying to understand that cats be like, Oh, I don't you know, I I make this Bro, much money. Wholesaling is too good to be true that nobody does it. I'm I doing wholesaling. All you're doing is the middleman. You talk to the seller, you negotiate the price, cool. You find a buyer. You tell them like, hey, I come to you like, hey, you selling this house? Like, hey, okay, you want a hundred thousand for it? Okay, cool. I go um, put the contract out there, looking for a buyer, <clears throat> an investor. Like, hey, I got a property. 
out here. Um, I want 120000 for it. Cool. I take that piece of paper that the seller you signed. I take a piece of paper that he signed. It's called a signer contract. I take it to the title company. Right? Title company does everything for you. You get everything from 100000 to 20000 I mean, it's 120. So that's 20000 That's crazy. All yours. And I, do you have to have a real estate license to do this? No. Nah. <laughs> well, yeah. Some states are making you do that now because uh, realtor agents are getting, like, jealous, starting to hate on the people, on the, on yeah. the wholesalers. So, like, hey, that's not fair. Because getting away with their money. But Missouri, nah. But they could do it, too. They can. So, like, I mean, yeah, yeah, right. So, But a lot of people, that's why a lot of people, like, investors that want to do like, rental properties or fix and flip, they love wholesalers. Because wholesalers does all the work for them. You see what I'm saying? Wholesalers are the one that's negotiating with the seller. They're the one that's driving to call it drive for dollars. So drive for dollars, just driving around the neighborhood, looking for houses that have like high grass, mailbox falling off. And what you do is you uh, skip trace it. So you figure out who the, the seller is, the owner of that is. With Google, the way that shit's set up, you can track down anybody. Yeah, I saw a video earlier of a guy that said how to get easy real estate leads was like go down to the county office and yeah. basically they'll get you this shit for free. Yeah. There's like a probate list. So basically... So, yeah. People that um, had died and there's like the property kind of just sitting there like, you know, want to give it to their niece or nephew and nobody's claiming it. So that's called probate. You can go down to the county office and get that. You see what I'm saying though? It's crazy, man. Bro, and you, that's, bro, I first heard that shit. I said, man, I'm not doing that shit. I don't believe it. Then I did it. I'm like, oh shit. Okay. It's easy because you, like you said, it makes it easy for the seller because they give you a price and they know that you can go out there and hustle and get that price. Yep. And add whatever you, you know. Go oh, and the, easy thing, the, 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 the reason why a lot of, like, uh, sellers like that and a lot of people that are buying like that is because, like, you're not paying that 6% fee to yeah. the, real estate, the fees. You a lot of people don't saying? understand that when it comes to buying a house. All, yeah. the, all the money you have to bring to closing. Yeah, you got to pay money to close. Like, I didn't know that. Like, my, yeah. like my girl, you know, she do most of the stuff. So she was like, yeah, you got to bring your first month's rent usually. Yeah. Then you got to pay their realtor. You got to pay yeah. your. I guess it's only if you're if you're selling, it, you're good, right? Or is it if you're buying? It's one or the other where you don't pay shit. Well, sometimes we got to pay both. Yeah, and that's. I'm always gonna just think of the worst. Yeah, we we got lucky. Her friend, her assistant at the time was a realtor. So oh, she, okay. was, she was basically like, "Look, I'm not like I'm not giving you six grand or whatever it is, but I'll give you two grand yeah. to sell this house for me." And she was like, "I mean, who gonna turn that down? Still two grand, two grand." And, and right now, brother, our house, our old house, sold in 24 hours. What's the easiest money that girl made? Three people came and looked at it. One people put in a full uh, asking price. What area was that? Lee Summit. Oh, yeah, it was quick. Lee Summit quick, though. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm first saying? And it was the first time home, you know, like houses in the 100 to two, 220 range. Like, yeah. then there's really houses that are going to sell overnight. Real quick. You know, or if you want to rent them out, too. So, yeah. man, real estate's the wave, man. Just educate yourself on that. You really don't have to put no money up. And then from there, like, how I was doing them, when I do the wholesaling, now the capital that I made. I invest that in fix and flips. Now I didn't put that shit on steroids now. You know what I mean? How many properties do you have? One, two, three. Right now we're working one, two, three. We're working on two properties and we own one. And are you contracting this out? You know some that shit ourselves. So you know somebody to do it or do you know how to do it? The homies. I'm we employing the homies. We putting the homies on. We teaching we teaching them different traits. The end of the day is the more belts, the more tools you have on your belt, the more you nobody can, you know. Man. That's what it's about. Is having you all set, those tools. You, you know? set your own standard. My set boy, standard. like I said, my boy who does all the properties, and we've been talking about real estate forever. But shit, people gonna learn from this. Uh, he he figured out a way to where he got his real estate license or whatever. So when he buys houses and all that, he don't gotta have a realtor involved. Yep. He ain't gotta pay that commission. But he also got to a point where I don't know what it was. Some tests you take, but he can also do property management. Dope. So he can approach you know 
apartment complexes. Like I used to live in Maple Woods. I don't know if you remember Maple Woods is yeah. off Eastwood. Yeah, I know that's right. Trash ass spot. Yeah. But me and my family, me and Tony lived there. Yeah. But I thinking back on it, I loved it. Five hundred dollars a month split between two people. Two fifty. Oh. We split. We we both putting in two fifty on this. Uh, but you can go to them and approach them and say, look. I'll do all your shit for you. Yeah. You handle your leasing, but I'll take care. I'll be basically I'll be your maintenance man, yeah. and I'll just manage your property for you. I'll deal with your tenants. I'll deal with all that, and you just pay me a small fee. Yeah. Especially if you see a really run down place, you can approach them. Especially like because a lot of these apartment complexes, the owners and even some of these houses, like you said, the, the, these investors don't live in Kansas. I'm gonna say that they don't live. They here. don't live here. No, so they don't give a fuck. They don't yeah. want to be. Hand, they just want to get a check every week, yeah. you know, and they know that you're willing to put in the work. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's a lot of money involved in Bro, that. There's so much money there, man. It's got to educate yourself, man. They yeah. don't teach that shit in school. You know what I mean? They don't teach you shit in school. They just teach you how to be a, uh, what is it called, employee. That's how I look at it. That's crazy. Uh, Dom was on here talking about his latest song called Get a Job. Uh-huh. It's like the whole stigma behind, like, you have to have a career. You have to have a job to yeah. to make it in life or yeah. whatever it is. And it's like, I mean, you've, you've proved that's not true. <laughs> you yeah. know? Obviously, it takes a little bit more hard work, but a lot of people are just complacent man a lot of people are like let's like put it like this man if, if i had the opportunity to open a business and make the same even even ten thousand dollars less than what i make now a year i would rather do that bro like why am i clocking in you know a lot of people don't realize you get stuck into that mindset man of punching a clock i gotta i gotta text my boss if i'm gonna be late you know what i'm saying or i got I, not really but most people do most people if do. i want to take a day off i gotta let you know two bro. weeks in advance three weeks bro. in advance you know if i anything man i gotta bro, get permission vacation, you know pto Bro, I man, I did like thirteen trips last year. And a lot of that shit, your business, you can run from your phone, man. Yeah, run from your laptop, run from your phone. A lot of the shit you're doing, you can write off too when you take these trips. Facts. Go eat, you write that shit off. You know what I mean? Keep so the receipts. Like, man, keep the. Oh, receipts. this was a business meeting. This, I mean, my girl owns her own business, so she yeah. was like, "Oh, we go to, you know, we go here. Just let me buy it because I'm gonna write this off on my taxes. Because yeah. at the end of the year, at the end of the day, you want as much shit as you can to write off. Yeah. Especially, my boy owns a gym, and he was putting me up on. Really, you don't even want to be profitable. Yeah. You can show that you really weren't profitable, yeah. but you were. So he yeah. was like, all the money we make, we reinvest back into the yeah. business. So yeah. I'll, if we need new equipment, even though we don't really need it, yep. but if I don't want to pay you know, X amount of dollars at the end of the year, I'll just, just buy, buy new it. equipment and write yep. that off. Yep. It's crazy the amount, of, the amount of loopholes to get rich. And that's what a lot of people don't understand about <clears throat> the rich being taxed. It's like, they got loopholes, bro. Bro. The, uh, what is it? The, uh, basically, if you start getting into real estate, bro, and you start buying property, you can, you can get out of capital gains. Yeah. You just keep buying shit. It's called 1038 exchange. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Basically, you sell it, but yeah. if I sell it in a certain amount of time yeah. and reinvest that money, yeah. I don't have to pay taxes on it. Yep. If, yep. I, eventually, I think it'll catch up with you, but. Yeah, like the more, every time you buy a property with a 1038 exchange, it has to be like worth more than what you yeah. uh, just sold that for. And then there's like stuff like opportunity zones. So like certain areas you buy a house at, make sure it's an opportunity zone. So like you got all these tax breaks and shit like that. Man, I'm like, man, what the fuck? It's crazy, bro. It's Mark- crazy. So the the guy my girl works for is a multimillionaire. And he know, you know, he knows shit about everything. It's crazy the amount of shit. Once you get rich, man, the, the less shit you pay for and the more you figure out ways like he has a Ferrari. Taxes on a Ferrari is a lot of money in, in, yeah. in Missouri. But he found a company that will license all your vehicles and license them as company vehicles and make a LLC for you in the state of Montana. There's no property tax there or sales tax. So motherfuckers who buy all these rich people in Lakewood, it's a lot of rich people that live in my neighborhood. Yeah. We ain't one of them, but it's a lot that live out here. <laughs> <clears throat> they buy this expensive ass shit and then they they license it and call it a company vehicle wow. and they don't pay taxes on it. So I mean, yeah, it's so many loopholes, man. Like the richest new loop, like you said, is like you know, to talk about in the books too. But we can use that shit too. That's we the can. thing. 
But a lot of people aren't just educated. That's why I always try, like you said, I'll be having like, you know, I do a lot of like, even the small things too. Like I do like workshops in South Kansas City. And I was doing that to where like, kind of like just teach kids a different hustle. Because, you know, we, man, you can go through any school, man, probably like half of them kids will sell you something. Oh, for sure. You see what I'm saying? The kids are hustlers, man. Yeah, hustlers. And a lot of times they're selling the wrong things. I was out of town one time, man, and uh, <clears throat> went to the mall to go buy some new shoes. Actually, these shoes I have on right now, huh? they was dusty, dirty as hell. But, they, you know, these are just my bullshit shoes. Yeah. You know, these are the, the weekend shoes. And I was like, man, these, these motherfuckers are getting dirty. Let me just pull up to the mall real quick. You know, the Hirachis, they $60, yeah. $70. Let me get another pair. Right before I walked inside of the Foot Locker, finish line, whatever it was, it was a kid selling a sneaker cleaner. And he was like, hey, man, let me just talk to you real quick. And I'm like, and I'm the kind of person that's like, I always listen to what somebody has to say. Yeah. Well, you know, if I can tell you not bullshit. Bro, I'm the same way. And I'm like, you know what? Let me get this kid a chance. He, so he's like, let me clean your shoes, man. I'm like, all right, man. He cleaning my shoes. He's telling me about all, all the product. You know, he, he got the whole sales pitch down, yeah. doing a really good job. He pulled pull the shit out. These these shoes are white. Yeah. I mean, like crispy white. Yeah. He's like, let me do your other one now. You know, I'm like, okay. Like, cause usually when you go to a mall or something, you find these hustlers. They yeah. only do one shoe. Yeah. He did both shoes. You know, I talked to him a little bit about who he was, what he was doing. He's 17 years old, so he dropped out of school, but he's getting his GED. He's just here trying to get some money. This shoe cleaner was ninety dollars, man. That's expensive ass shoe cleaner. But I went ahead and bought it, and I tipped him twenty dollars, just because like I respect the, the I hustle. respect the hustle, and I'm the yeah. kind of person like. I'm not rich by any means, you know, yeah. but I know that twenty dollar tip yeah. went a went a long way. We was gonna we was gonna spend twenty on two drinks when we went out that night, you know, yeah. or, or buying the buying some bullshit, buying some food or whatever. So yeah. it's like twenty dollars to me is not really that that make or break you deal. Spend that real quick, but I knew that that was gonna change this world. Yeah. So I I try my best to support young entrepreneurs. I always had a teacher that told me if you ever see somebody with a lemonade stand, I always stop and buy some lemonade. Yep. Me too. So I'm I do all, it. And I also feel like if you're able, you should. For sure. You know what I mean? So like You're just empowering somebody who's who I've been doing the most random shit ever. I was in the DR a couple of years ago. And if you've never been to the DR, like um I've been to Haiti, not the DR. Same island. I, w- I went over there too. Okay. I went over to Haiti. Uh um uh, it's like the slums. You know what I mean? So like um a lot of those people are very um not as fortunate as us. So um where a lot of these uh resorts are at just over the gate is like the slums. Literally the other side of the gate. So we were at like another side. It was a club. It was a bar. And a lot of these people over there were kids. No shoes, no shirts. Man, I got the hell up. It was like eight of us there. So it's like, what's that, four rooms? I got a trash bag. I got all the toiletries. Threw all the toiletries in bags. I went to all the homies' room. Took all the toiletries. I went over to the other side of the fence. I came out. Bro, them kids was like crying. They was geeked. Bro, they rushed me. They grabbed <laughs> toilet paper. They was grabbing toothbrushes, hype. Parents, you can just tell, like, man, you know, it meant a lot to them. For sure. Like, when I was in Haiti, man, when I left, we made such good relationships with some of the people that was there with us when we was there helping. That I left so much shit behind. That was, like, you, these shoes I had been wearing the whole time. I, yeah. like, had a pair of headphones, you know, that yeah. I had bought, uh, left them behind. But I knew yeah. that that, like, the impact that that left in comparison to what me holding on to them was, you know, yeah. like, dude. Because, dude, the whole time I remember... Every time he would, they, they didn't live in the compound we were at. Yeah. Like we, we were staying at a compound. They lived in like, you know, the village or whatever. Right. He would come every day and he would always ask me for my headphones. <laughs> we was there for seven days. Every day yeah. he wanted yeah. my headphones. So finally I was like, you know what? Like, yeah. I ain't gonna have shit to listen to on the, on the on the airplane back, but I'll buy another pair when we get to the yeah. airport or whatever it is. And I know that this shit will make his day, but. He was probably so hype. He probably, listened. He probably downloaded all the music that day. This was just a little, uh, you know. Act of kindness, especially it goes a long way, man. Plus, I, I believe in just having a good heart. Me too. I believe in good karma. I believe in 
um, you know, like I said, even with the background of me growing up, my parents always taught me to, I was get like I'm telling you, give when you're able. And then I, the village I come from is only like 400 of us. So, like, everyone's family, we looked out for each other. Um, came a long way, man. Came a long way, bro, just thinking about it. And you so, got so much more to go. Got so much more to go. What are your, what are your ultimate, like, I'm going to ask you two questions. What was your goal when y'all first started MADE? Did you um, have a goal? Honestly, my goal was like, I was just tired of working for people, right? So for me, it was kind of like, why would I clock in and build somebody, somebody else's empire when I can build my own? You know, I'm working every day just for dude to go buy another Ferrari. Facts. Let me go to work and buy my own Ferrari, my own company. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm saying it's based off of cars here, but that and I was just wanting to... Honestly, and one of the main reasons why I did a lot of shit that I do now, I was kind of like, wanted to show my little brother nowhere, no matter where we come from, we can still be somebody. You know, my little brother, I was kind of like mimic everything that I do. He's like, so if I was started to be in the streets, I know he would have been in the streets too. Yeah. If I would have started doing this, he would have been that, because he was always right behind me. Lead by example. Lead by example. And I was starting to lead by example for my village too, because a lot of people there never seen um, nobody my like me being an entrepreneur. You know, to them, it's kind of like, oh, this dude crazy. Like, oh, this dude money, man. This, you know, like, I'm, you know, they just think, like, I have all this money. Because, like, you know, when I'm there, I took care of my family. Um, what does it come from those kind of places? People are just certain, there's certain things that you do for a lifetime. Like, if you come from a village and they fishermen, that's just yeah. all they do. They fish. All they do. Nobody goes outside of that bubble. No. And, we, and, and it's and almost it's almost crazy when you say, I'm not being no fucking fisherman no yeah. more, you know? They look at you guys. My family looked at me crazy. They're kind of like, for us, success is... You know, the generation I come from, too, is like having to go to college. It's like, oh, you know, you go to college, you, you're successful. Yeah. Man, I go to college, I, I done racked up a whole debt. And I, I love that that has changed, man. A lot. Because I dropped out. I went went to school for two years. Wasn't for me. Luckily, I went to Moes and I went to Penn Valley, so it was okay. super cheap. So yeah. I only owe, you know, like five grand. Yeah. But I, 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 I dropped a, out, too. So I, I tell people you. all the time, I'm like, man, like, even in a job interview, if they like, yo, so why don't you finish school? Or are you going to go back and get your degree? And I'm like... For what? Yeah. Why would I take on debt just to get a job here? Yeah. Well, y'all gonna hire me anyways. I got yeah. the experience. You know, yeah. I don't have a degree, but I have a job where I sit next to a guy who got a master's. Yeah, we're in the same position. Yeah, you know, yeah. We, we both making the same money. So it's like, why what's would the, I? What's the point? Yeah, it's a piece of paper. Yeah, you don't justify anything. Yeah. So I'm right with you. So right now, man, I'm not even. I don't even try to tell people not to go to college, but just find what they like to do. To to have a plan. Have a plan. The biggest thing that. I think when we came out of you know. We grew up in the same era. Right. You graduate, man. Everybody's like, you got to go to college. Yeah. You got to go to college. I didn't know yeah. what the hell I wanted to be when I yeah. I went to school for construction management. I didn't oh, know shit. shit, but I went to Herndon. You ever heard okay. of Herndon? Uh. Uh-uh. It's like uh, it's like the career center or whatever. So Where's I went that? to school. It's in Raytown. Oh, for so real? I went, I went to school for oh, half yeah, a day. Oh yeah, I know that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's right behind Ray South. Yeah, right behind Ray then South. Then the other called something else. Okay. I forgot what it was, I forgot what it was called. Well, they got Votech, Herndon, and they there got you go, Votech. Votech and Lee Summit. Okay. Oh, whoa. They all teach you different shit. Okay. So I went there and learned construction, you know, go to school for half a day, and I was like, well, fuck it, you know. My teacher made bread. He used to pull up in all sorts of cars. I mean, he used to, he had a vet and a Impala SS, 96 SS in the shop. So I'm like, shit, this is what he doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I want I'm those. Follow, I follow the money. Yeah. You know, so, but then I got to school, that shit was hard as hell. All that math and stuff, man, all these equations. So, bro, I went to school to be an architect engineer. Oh, that's even more, man. Bro, man, I remember the first day in this class I had, bro, math. It was like, one, I'm always trying, one, I'm always trying to change the narrative, right? And so I went to um, Longview, got my degree, then I went to um, K-State. So I'm out in Manhattan. 
So all white school, first day of class, they all checking my schedule. I'm walking in, they didn't believe I was supposed to be in that class. You see what I'm saying? That's crazy. So it's like um, all the white people, a couple Asians, a couple Middle Eastern people, but they knew I didn't belong in there. It's crazy the amount of biases that exist in people. That's why I be trying to tell people about what's going on in today's society. You might not be racist, but deep down inside you have some sort of issue with the way you were raised that you think that if you see a Samoan person, he must be this. You see a black person, he must be that. It's not always true. Bro. It's never true, honestly. It's never true. So I don't know. That's for me too, is just having a baby able to kind of like change the narrative of like, um, man, I don't know, man, just... You know, all Samoans don't play football. You know what I mean? Or all Samoans don't like fighting and beating people up and fucking shutting down bars. Because that's a stigma we get. For sure. You know what I mean? Like, uh, we all like buffets. I love me a buffet. I ain't gonna lie to you. But who don't? Who don't, bro? But you <laughs> know what I mean, though? But, <laughs> but, man, I'm just really blessed to be here, honestly, bro. I'm, I've am i came a very long way, man. And um, I never thought I'd be here. So, like, I was looking at my life as a blessing. So that's why I'm such an open book. And I do so much for my community. I love being from South Kansas City. I'm doing an interview, South Kansas City. I'm doing, my, I'm wearing South Kansas I made my own merch. I don't do charity stuff for South Kansas City. Because you did, what was the basketball? So uh, I do that annually did. too. So with that one, we do an annual basketball game. We, you know, um, I bring a lot of like my influence friends. Um, we bring a lot of sponsors in. Like I just bring my work, my resources back into South Kansas City. So with that is um, we donate all the proceeds and basically we all we buy backpacks for the kids. Um, I know what it's like growing out there in the single home, family homes, not having the funds, having to get a lot of things for free, free lunches. I know what that's like. And having to have limited income. Um, it's tough, man. It's tough. Coming man. home with your lights cut off. We came home numerous times with the lights off. Water off, got a shower at the neighbor's house. Bro. Like, trust me, I done been there too. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? And so, like, and even with mental health, like, with every platform that I have, I've always spoken very highly of, like, how mental illness is a real thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Let's get so, let's get to that, man, because I know that oh, yeah. you're. Um, I saw on your website, and I think I might have. And I, obviously, I saw the Yahoo article. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. my girl actually sent it to me because I told her you was coming through. She yeah. sent me the article. Um, but yeah, man, you're doing you're donating proceeds of a shirt. A hundred percent of profits being donated from just a specific shirt. Yes. Yeah, so every, we dropped it weekly. Okay. So every week we drop a shirt uh, or piece or pieces. It depends what my team come up with, and then. We donate um, all the profits to black therapists in the community because, um, you know, in those community, a lot of um, our mental is not all the way there, especially these households that we grew up in, not having, you know, maybe a father figure or a mother figure, whatever it may be. And you got to learn from somebody who maybe have have the same experiences. Man. You. It's hard to go to therapy and talk to a white man who Bro. who who grew up with both his parents. I can't relate. You know, he don't really know what you're going through. The same thing with, like, my team. It's like me growing up. A lot of my team, like, they grew up in, like, Olathe, Overland Park. Blue Springs, Northtown, like, so when I talk about shit I'm talking about right now, they can't relate. And so for them, it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, white Mark, I was doing this, like, cause you got to come from that that time or that era of, like, me, off South Kansas City, like, being no, with no resources, like. People don't understand <clears throat> what lack of resources really does to somebody. Bro. You know, the opportunities if you in South Kansas City, if a kid in South Kansas City <coughs> goes inside, you know, Walmart, whatever, he's still a bunch of shit. He gets put in the system. He gets put on probation. I haven't been there. Yeah. Um. I wasn't stealing, but I've been on probation. Yeah. And it's, a, it's a horrible system. Bro. And then you have a kid in Lee Summit or a kid yeah. in Blue Springs or a kid in Overland Park. He does the same thing. But the resources in that community, yeah. people stand behind him and say, yeah. nah, he's going to college. You know, he's got a future. Yeah. He's got this. He's got that. They don't view this kid like yeah. that because of the lack of resources yeah. to support him. Yep. Like the biggest thing, like Brock Turner, dude, that raped yeah. that girl. 
boy, boy, boy sat down for three months, maybe even not even that. He yeah. got sentenced to three months, sat yeah. down for a couple of weeks, and now he's he's back to society like yeah. it never happened. Never never, happened. never registered as a sex offender. So like that's what resources do. Yeah, and that's what power does, and that's yeah. what I think the community. That's what's needs. been like four hundred years ahead of everyone else. Man, it's a race. It's a race. White people been in front of the race. People. Anyway, we getting carried away. Yeah, what yeah. Are we talking about again? Yeah, but back back to the black therapist. Oh yeah, so the black therapist, which is donating, um, doing that every week. Um, I just feel like people, uh, you know, as far as black people, they just need somebody to look like them to be able to relate to them. You know, all the trauma and everything else, especially with all the protests, the injustice, uh, the bruise, uh, police brutality. You know what I mean? It's like, bro, you can't talk to no. Not saying that all white people probably can't relate to what you're talking about, but I'm just saying they, you know, black people feel more comfortable. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So shit, living in a white, I live in a white neighborhood. Anything, yeah. bro. I'm telling you, my, I know, and my, I res- I love my girl because she's white. Okay, but like she down, she's with the shit. Like <laughs> okay. we'll be we'll be on a walk, man. If I see a black family here, I'm yeah. like, yo, what? Hey, what's good? For man? Real? What's, I swear to God, every time we out, it's good to see y'all, man. I, that's what's up. What's your name, man? Like yeah. it's a guy. I've been I've been I've been trying to pop out when he's outside. I know he uh-huh. lives here and he's black. I ain't talked to him yet. Yeah. So I'm like, shit. Next time I see him outside, I'm just gonna stop my car and talk yeah. to him. Yeah. I just be excited to. Yeah, I pull up over here. You know, I'm like, okay, this, you don't I see that? Stuff. Yeah, I'm you like, know? this is the white people shit. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I said, okay, okay, I see you. So you don't you don't see that much, but. But yeah, man, are there specific therapists that you found that you, yeah, you so like, given back to, or kind of like what was that process like? So we, what do we do, like, um, bro? You know, it's crazy. I like working with people that I that I know that's really in the community. So I was kind of researching who what therapists are in South Kansas City, who's like different part of town, because a lot of people don't have transportation. You know what I mean? So like, I try to find therapists that's really in the community and and by like certain parts of the city. So, um. This week is our second one to drop tomorrow. We dropped one last week, which got on Yahoo. Actually, man, we got on Fox. Man, we, the news thing kind of just took off with it, you know? And so, and I was telling people, like, man, we was doing this shit way before all the our platforms got here. Like before, yeah, for sure. Before, we was doing this shit for years. You know what I mean? We've, we've been doing this, so. That's what I respect. That's the most thing I respect about y'all and y'all's brand is that there's a lot of brands out here, and I'm not going to mention anybody's names, but it's a lot of opportunities in Kansas City. Yeah. They see an opportunity. Yeah. And so they use that to use their platform yeah. to get in front of that and say yeah. that they're really for this, but really they they behind the promotion and the money that it's gonna bring. Yeah, for you, I can already tell, man. It's yeah. not about the bread. Nah, you know. I mean, there's a reason why for me, like somebody, my, you know, my partners don't understand it either. When I tell them, for me, it was never about the money because I grew up with no money, and I made just fine. I was happy. My my, my family made it. My pops, my moms was kind of like you know. I had a great childhood, man, and I never knew, you know, we didn't have that much money. Exactly. So for me, it was kind of like, oh, I need money to be happy. I kind of knew I had experienced being happy. I didn't, I didn't know, know we was broke until I was in, like, high school. <coughs> bro, I didn't know I was broke until <laughs> I went back last year, bro. You <laughs> yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. I just went back last year, bro. When I went to Haiti, it was crazy because people oh. always ask me about my experience, and I'm like, man, you know, that changed my life because I see people with such little, but they were the most happy, welcoming, oh. welcoming nicest people I've ever met in my life. So I come back to the states and I'm like, you know what? And it it changed my perspective on a lot of things. Like, like I'm not, I don't, I don't trip off the little shit no more, especially yeah. shit I can't control. Yeah. Like, you know, what I'm saying if if we recording this podcast, yeah. you know, I'm filming it. If the film fuck up, it fuck up, man. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> right. If I'm outside and my kid playing on my phone, she drop it in the pool, or she drop it in the lake, it's oh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The phone gone. I'm gonna yeah. just go back to. I'm gonna go back to Sprint, get another right. one. It is what it is. It's just so many people out there with less that wake up and they they just feel blessed that they open their eyes. Bro, I was like, oh, I told you I went like home last year. And what bro, was the village again? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm from uh, Masafau. That's the name of the village. It's called okay. Masafau. And that's so, Southern Asia? No, nah, it's southern, uh, southern Hawaii. Okay. So southwest of Hawaii. So um, we just, you know, it's, it's American territory. 
So um, me going back home, man, I, I felt like I cried hellas, bro. It was a very emotional trip because I ain't been back home. My parents, my parents are buried back home too. So I don't really talk too much about it either. You know, a lot of people don't know, but that's why we moved here to the, to the States. My parents have passed away, so they just wanted us to come, like, better opportunity with school. Did you have family in the States that you came to live with? Or? Yep. Okay. Yep. So um, going home was like, uh, I really got to, like, you have to experience some roots, man. Man, experience some roots. Then, you know, my, our, my house is back there still, so we had to pay for a hotel. We stayed at our crib. Um my family's deep in there too. And it was very political for me to come back home too. Cause my pops was the high chief. Oh work? Yeah. So he was high chief and on top of that he was in politics. So coming back home was kinda like, um a lot of my family didn't know I was coming. So I was telling them, don't tell nobody. So me going back home, man, I just wanted like soaking the vibes. I didn't want all my family waiting for me at the crib. I didn't want a thousand of my family at the airport because that's how we roll. Like, oh yeah, you know sure. what I mean? So I'm like, don't tell them anything. But going back there and see how my family was living, bro, it was kinda like Kind of like, I'm gonna broke my heart because I've been I, I didn't experience being in this country so long that me going back home seeing my family not have much was kind of like kind of broke my heart like oh man but they were so happy you almost but, feel guilty in a sense I do and even now I still feel guilty like being able to do everything I do here in the city and in the sense of like man what if I would have stayed home I, could I have done the same thing you know I still I feel guilty too is that like here I am. Repping my second home. This is home, really my first home, because I've been here longer than I live back home. But giving so much to the city and not giving much back to the to the to the village that I'm from, it's kind of I feel guilty too. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so, like, bro, the house man staying in our house was like one of the craziest experiences of my life. Um, I'm taking showers. We had no electricity, so we had to run a um, extension cord from the neighbors. I had no. We had no fridge. Um, this is last year. Damn. So, um, holes in the roof. I'm how, st- and I'm staying there. How far is that village from like the mainland? I guess. So that village is the group of uh, the uh, Samoan Islands. Is, is a group of seven uh, islands. Uh, we're on the main one. It's, from, it's called Tutuila, and must follow the village that I'm from is way like further from everyone else because we live behind the mountains. And so for us to travel uh, inland to the more we're out, we're in the towns, the shopping center, like a forty minute drive. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people don't have cars either. We got buses, but yeah, bro, just being there and kind of like, I'm taking showers with frogs, cockroaches. You see what I'm saying here? Yeah. I'm sleeping and I'm seeing fucking mouse in my, my crib in the room. Some shit you haven't seen in bro, maybe shit, a long bro, time, wherever. A long time. Yeah. So like, I'm seeing fucking cockroaches flying across the room and I'm, I'm so pissed off that I'm talking to my cousin because they live there. Like, man, why do, what y'all doing in our house, bro? Like, this is not, Condition we we left the house to y'all and it was like hey, your house is the same way when y'all left it. You just got you just experience more. Yeah, you, you just don't remember it. You just don't remember it, bro. I damn near like cried, bro. I'm like damn, all these years I I forgot what it's like. You know, waking up, use the bathroom, and taking a shower, fucking cockroach looking at me or a frog in the same shower. You know what I mean? That's crazy. So me experienced that again. Cause I was like, man, what the fuck? You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I don't like this. So I was so I really came from nothing. So for me, it was like I, I, I didn't come from money either. So like. I've always been like an underdog and I've always kind of like trying to show people in my village, my nieces, my nephews, they can still be somebody. And then, yeah, kind of like the black sheep a little bit. I am the black sheep. That's how I've always been in my family. Me too. Extended family and everything, man. Me too. I'm I'm so much more different than how everybody lives their life and believes in things, but no knock to anybody. I feel like I'm one of the more successful ones in my family because of that. 
Yeah, I don't want to knock my family either. Chances, I'm just saying, like, you know, yeah. I took chances, yeah. I took risks, you know, yeah. and people stay complacent, man. But yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Is there anything you're trying to do to to give back to home or? Yeah, I try to. Um, it's tough, man, because you're not there, and I'm in the same boat. My grandpa lives, you know, in the same house that I grew up in, you know, and I'll, right. I'll pull up over there, man. It's in shambles because he takes yeah. care of kids and stuff. Yeah, and it's like him being my grandfather, he yeah. don't like to reach out for money, so I'm like, yeah. you know, man. Just call me, man. All you gotta do is call me because I don't know what's going on over here yeah. until I hear about it from like one of the kids yeah. or somebody else to tell me last minute. So I, I feel the same way. I mean, yeah. it's cheap for me because he's fifteen minutes away. Yeah, you know, not fifteen hour flight. Yeah, but fuck, my shit was twenty six, twenty seven hours, bro. That shit was long as hell. Yeah, we flew to Fiji last year, and that shit. Oh was, shit, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's by us. Yeah, that shit was a good. 20 hours in the yeah. air or something like that 15 yeah. hours in the air or something like that so it's different. Like, we're like a couple hours away from fiji that's shit crazy bro to, to be flying over the ocean at night that long at that long at that you yeah. know what <laughs> i mean it's like you can't see shit but yeah man i'm just um i know eventually i'm gonna go back home and i'm gonna start um rehabbing a lot of my the village's house the people's house um and i do um the principal is my cousin so i told him i want to start donating to um Buying all the kids' school supplies and stuff like that, cause it's hard for me to ship stuff there. So I've it's had expensive, to, man. Yeah, but you know it's almost that point too. Is like, do I trust my family with money? It's one of those things too. So I'm like, fuck. So I'm in the same boat, like with my grandpa and my pops, man. I'll tell you a funny story. My my grandpa called me one time. This is probably like two years ago, yeah. maybe a year ago. I don't know. And he asked me for some money. And I don't, I never turned I never turned my grandpa down for nothing. Yeah. Like, you know, that's the man who really yeah. kind of showed me the way my pops wasn't really around. But my pops is living with him. And it's it's crazy. My grandpa was like, Hey, when you get here, come outside and like stay outside and call me. You know, don't don't tell your dad I I called you for money. I'm like, all right, yeah, whatever, man. It's cool. So we call I call him, like, hey, I'm outside. He comes outside, he's checking act like he's checking out the car. Basically made it seem like I just popped up out of nowhere. And I do that a lot. So my pops didn't think it was different. And so I, you know, I slide him the money or whatever, and I'm like, yeah, get, get what you need, man. And he just call me, bro. And then he go inside. My pops come outside and start talking to me and start rapping with me. And he was like, uh, hey, man, you got like $20, $20 I can hold? And I'm like, nah, bro. <laughs> you know, I can't help you out. I just, I just thought it was funny because, like, my grandpa don't trust him enough to let him Damn. know he got money. So he had to call me and, and get a bread. And then it's funny because then 10 minutes later, my pops <clears> is asking me for bread. That's all. I've, I've always thought that was the, the funniest thing ever. Bro, I bet it was. I was like, <laughs> that would have been hilarious. I've been driving home like, what the fuck just yeah. happened? But it could have been in that position though, isn't it? I was great, man. And I'm not even, I'm not in a position where I could be just paying my grandpa's bills yeah. all the time. But yeah. when I can't give him money, man, or yeah. when I can't help out my family, when I can't help, I'm just... I'm a giver, bro. My girl hates it because I go yeah. broke giving back. Yeah. You know, I if if I hear my niece needs something, I'm like yeah. cool, call me. What you need? Like I didn't yeah. give her new furniture for a bedroom. You yeah. know, I didn't bought my nephew new. You know, some new bed frames or whatever. You know, I'm just I don't know. I'm, I'm right just, with it's, you. It's just it's it's hard to explain to people because a lot of people don't understand. Yeah. But but like to you and me, family is something completely different. Completely different. It's just how I was raised. You know, yeah. to take care of my people. So and I appreciate that you you taking care of your people and your community, man. Yeah, like well, you I just have to. You're giving back, like, um, so what are your, what's your, like, what's your ultimate goal with, with MADE? I mean, is it, is it kind of f- turning into what you expected or kind of what are you? MADE is always growing, man. I just, it definitely turned into more of a, it's like a, it's like a brand almost. Yeah. But not a clothing brand. Yeah. MADE is just a brand that is a facilitator of all these different things. Yeah. It's like, a, it's just a staple within the city now. It's kind of like. 
I'm always every time I wake up, I'm like, damn, the made is becoming something bigger than what I thought it would be. You know? Like, oh, I want to be my own, you know, maybe be a, a big manufacturer. Like, at one point, I was like, I want to be able to uh, to do everyone's stuff in Kansas City, right? And then we start doing it now. So now I print for other streetwear brands. I print for other businesses. I print, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of stuff that I put I put out there in the universe became a reality for me a very short time. Yeah, seven years, man. I mean, that's that's a blink of an eye. Bro, we bought our, our first store was five years. So did y'all just outgrow that store? Because that was yeah, where the yeah, old, uh, the old like, was it Indian Spot Sahara? Was there right? I don't know. Oh no, right next door. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Right next door. And then we outgrew it because we was ready. Um, like Nip said, our money in. And so we was kind of like paying somebody else, middleman, to do a lot of our production. And I'm like, imagine what we could do with our production. We took over everything. How fast our turnaround time would be, and you know, even cash flow as far as like being able to print everybody else's stuff. Yeah. So we saved money and we were able to help people in the community. And then our print rates now is even cheaper than than everyone else because we we know what it's like to, you know, not really have the funds too at an early uh, stage of being an entrepreneur. Like when we first started, bro, we got screwed out like $3,000. At the time when you 21, 22. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of fucking money. That's a lot of money now, honestly. I mean, shit. Three it days. still is. I almost cried. You know what I mean? Like, all it took was for me like be screwed over one time for me to ever make that mistake again. But part of business is you have to do it. Yeah, you got to learn. Yeah, you have to learn. So that's I think that's if I always separated us from everyone else too. Is like everything I do with real estate, my community, the events that I throw, my business ventures is like 99% of the time, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I just did it. Just an idea. I just have an idea. Bro, I'm telling you, ask somebody around me. I will have the idea yesterday and I will start that shit today. Because... I always feel like the more you kind of like hold on to the idea, eventually, you know, you overthink it, and you, you, you talk yourself out of it. And, you know, a lot of people try to be a, what is it, a professionalist? You'll never start either. You know what I mean? Because you're like, oh, I got to be this, got to be that. Time is working against me, and I'm going to go regardless. Facts. So me going and building without any knowledge, eventually I learned along the way, and I was able to bring people on. You know what I mean? So I just feel like that was kind of like changing me a lot from everyone else. Around me too was like being able to just take that risk and say fuck it, everything else. Because I mean, now you you built your brand with three guys. I think you told me earlier you got twelve, a, to- 12, a team 12, of 12. 12 total. Yeah. I mean, these you got people on payroll right now. Yeah. Like I mean, that's it's crazy, isn't it? It's it's. <laughs> I never thought I'd be in that position. It's cra- nobody does. Man. I mean, I'm sure some people do, but people yeah. that came up like we did, you know, that's yeah. that's unheard of. Unheard of because they didn't teach us that. So like having to, you know, now the new generation is different. I love seeing them where they're at right now because I didn't have I didn't have faith in them before. Oh, I didn't either, man. But they didn't, didn't, they didn't really they didn't change my mind a lot. They changed my what's mind. What's going on right now? Right now and like they hustlers, they, man. Bro, they really get down. I love seeing it. You know, we came from the stage where kind of like the generation before us was kind of like trying to tone us down a little bit. Yeah. The gen- new generation now is like, hey, they wild fuck now. all that shit. They, I seen this video. This little young white girl, probably still in high school, whatever. Checking her parents on racism. Yes, I saw the video. Like, nah, you can't, you can't say that, Dad. Bro, you can't. her mom and her dad, though. That's crazy. It's yeah. crazy to be that young to put something into perspective and be like, no, that's not right. Yeah, like what y'all saying is fucked up. Yeah. Like you're not supposed to do. Bro, that. she had the whole percentage and broke the whole statistic down. <laughs> like, I was like, oh shit. But that's what makes the the, dope, the generation after us dope too because they have more um, resources now. 
Absolutely. Smartphones, tablets, you know, they have access to the internet, a lot of social media. Like, it's crazy to think when I was in high school, man, which was only 10, I graduated 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, if I wanted to pull up to, we, we was going to a function or we was going to a girl house, whatever it was, yeah. like, I had to get on Google or uh, what, MapQuest. MapQuest. Yeah. And I, was, I had to, and I had to print the directions off. Yeah. And then you got to figure out how to get back if you don't if you don't get, yeah. if you don't print how to get back. Yeah. You had to memorize how you got yep. there. Yep. Like nowadays, I mean, you can you can get anywhere. Bro, Facebook came out my junior year. Where Facebook came out to where like it was just for college students. Yeah, you can only write on invite. people's walls. Yeah, yeah, on people's walls, and you had to get invited to be on Facebook. I don't even think it was mess- college messages email or anything. Think, yeah, yeah, bro, you had a college email to get on that shit. Phones was just kind of starting to come out like me in high school. The BlackBerry, I had a BlackBerry me too. Blackberry, the big blue one. Shit. I had the blue one, the big one. I had the they wide were, one. They was a shit, bro. I love blackberries. Then I started having sidekicks. Yeah. Sidekicks started changing the game too. Man, we old, bro. It's crazy. Just in a decade, how much is how how much technology has advanced, man. But and even people, like I'm saying, man, I love seeing the new generation, man. I fuck with y'all. You know what I'm saying? I feel like this new generation coming up is gonna be full of entrepreneurs. Oh, for sure. Right now, a lot of them are saying fuck college. They're starting to understand that shit now too. It's like you know, and these and a lot of these young kids, man, are making money just. Doing, a lot of kids is reselling, selling sneakers, hustling, bro. They figuring out a way to to create stuff online and flip yeah. it and sell it, man. And it's stuff that I never really. A lot of people didn't have the, the balls to do that kind of shit when we were bro. younger, man. Like nobody really thought about, like like that one kid. He's he. I don't even think he's eighteen yet. He be copping. He cop fifty easies at a time. You know, these kids got these bots and shit. When yeah. Supreme dropped, they yeah. copping Supreme, man. Quick, they're smart. Like, Damn, how you know about bots? Speaking of Supreme, man, do you ever see your brand doing something like that? Uh, or, or do y'all, because I mean, like, Supreme, I know, to people who don't know, like, they basically do one drop and that's it. They never yeah. make that shit ever again. A lot of our, our streetwear stuff, we don't ever drop it again. So a lot of times when we drop it, it's one-on-one. One-on-one. You'll never see it again. That's crazy. So a lot of stuff, people still ask, like, and a lot of stuff, like, it's kind of funny seeing people wear our old shit, like, you know, made, uh, we've always been different from everyone else because, like, the collection we were dropping was the shit we was going through. Um, what I mean by that is like We had a collection called uh, Troubles in Three So the Troubles in Three Was actually off the three owners And at that time With that time frame We all went to jail So you know what I mean So like yeah. we were dropping this stuff And a lot of people didn't know We had Church uh, of Struggle Where basically During that time uh, We all didn't have jobs We were jobless And so it's like fuck Do we still want to do this Do we still want to invest The time into this So we called it Church of Struggle Like a lot of shit A lot of people don't know You know what I mean Like our logo is a black cat and people don't know what the story behind that too. So, as far as black cat, it's like no matter where you at in the alleys, in the woods, in the neighborhood, you always see a black cat. No matter what it is, it be a fucking storm. There's always a black cat. And so for us, it was a representation of like a made mob being a streetwear brand. No matter what, we are gonna show up. You see what I'm saying? Like finances, negative account, whatever it be, you always see made. That's deep. You always gonna show. Up. A lot of people didn't know that. When so you that's put that in perspective, that's kind of crazy. You do see a black cat everywhere. Every fucking way, bro. I remember gr- growing up, and in, in, in anywhere we lived, there was yeah. always a black cat in the neighborhood. Yeah. Always. Yeah, I was going to say, I got, a, <laughs> I got two neighborhood black cats. So it's like, us was kind of like, you know, that was like a representation of May Mob, having to, you know, to show up, having to be really in the streets, like streetwear, you know what I mean? So that was our, that's our logo now, and a lot of people still don't know. A lot of people just like it. They're like, oh, man, that black cat is hard, but they don't know the story behind yeah. it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so it's like a story behind everything, man. A lot of people everything. don't understand about street wearing about business. People, a lot of people think you just drop clothes, but it's an art to this shit, man. Every, bro, it's art. It's, a lot of times they don't even tell you. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like it's just use, dope. It leaves it up to to the to the mind to get, to guess on what it yep. all is, man. Yep. Yeah. Do you do you see yours? And that this might be a bad question, but 
do you now I don't know anybody else at Made, but do you see yourself kind of as the face of Made sometimes, or do you feel like that's kind of how you're represented? Not not a knock to your to your co-owners or whatever, but yeah, I mean, yeah. no, we we all talk about that. Yeah. I am I'm the face of the brand, yeah. So um, we all know that. So it's kind of like I mean, not to like we always talk about it. So in the beginning, I had I had a conversation with him, like our first year, first probably a few months. I'm like, yo, I don't want it to ever um, stand out so far and be the face of the brand that it kind of make you feel some way. So in the beginning, we all we all threw everything out there. It's like, yo, just don't feel some way. It's because I just knew more people, and I, at the time I was like a club rat, so I knew all the club owners, I knew all the club promoters, and so it was always every time someone was affiliated with May Mob, it was my face was tied to it. You know what I mean? And so we made that as you know as a thing like seven years ago. So, girl, you know we never had that issue of like, oh well, Mark stands out more. I mean, some people on the team might feel some way. Yeah, that I'll bring on or whoever it may be. They're probably like, oh, you know, well, he stand out more than everyone else. But actually, you know, I started it too, though. You know, I mean, I mean, every every brand has a leader, man. Every brand has not not to say that you you don't run them. They come yeah, on no. Us, but at the end of the day, you just that's just kind of how business is, man. There's yeah. always somebody who's more outspoken, somebody who has other ideas they bring to yeah. the table, and that's who everybody sees. But yeah, but yeah, man. Um, I'm trying to think, man. I think we covered a lot, man. We talked we about a lot, lot of man. shit, man. A lot, I feel like this is an opportunity for a lot of people to just. Know your background, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get Most to people know, probably don't know Mark from you know he from the islands. I'm sure yeah. they know they know you Samoan Rasta on yeah. Instagram, but <laughs> yeah. might, a lot of people think you be faking, probably. You know, yeah, probably. <laughs> you know, a lot of people probably do think be thinking that. So it's funny, like even now when I meet people, um, it's crazy because it's such an experience. Every time I meet new people, like I never thought that people would ask to take pictures with me. I'm in the mall, somebody will stop me, ask for pictures. Yeah, ask my lady, she'll tell you. When we out, they always be like, "Oh yeah, that's Samoan Rasta." Or like, "Hey, can we get?" My black parties, my fashion, they always ask, like, oh, you know, we never met you before, but we came down here just to meet you. One girl brought her boyfriend just come there to meet me, too. And it was like, um, you know, even kids have they remember the kids had their grandparents drive from Olathe just to meet me. What's that like, man? Uh, Very emotional, honestly. Especially to say that you were sleeping in the parking lot up the street from my house right Bro, now. Bro, right? right down the street. Seven from years shit. ago, eight years ago. Bro, um, I just want to be that light for these kids, man, to, like, to be an entrepreneur and do something different. Like, you know, just do the shit that make them happy. Um, and I was having that clear mind. Like, take care of your mind. Because at the end of the day, your, your, the journey is definitely more important than the destination. For sure. I've always said that because if your your mental ain't straight, you'll get knocked off course. You'll never reach that, reach that destination. So for me, everything I do, that's why sometimes when people ask me, like, when you just ask me, like, you know, my end goal, me, I'm just so locked in on taking care of my mental, taking care of, you know, um, the people within my business, my brothers, my family. That wherever this 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 life take me, I'm gonna embrace it. So I've always kind of just it's a day by day, man. Day by day. That's how me. I am. I yeah. wake up, and wherever the day takes me, it takes me. Yeah. I don't. That's, I don't like to set out too many plans because yeah. I don't like to be uh, disappointed, bro. I don't like. I don't like being let that's down. That's real, and bro. I don't. And I don't like letting people down. Yeah. So it's really hard for me to commit to a lot of things and for me to just I'll openly say shit unless I know for a fact I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. That's actually a great way to look at it. Like you know. Yeah. I mean. I don't want to let you down. I don't want to be disappointed either. Like, so I don't really have to. Me like my day by day, but my day by day is very weird, random, all over the place. I'm on different calls. I'm transitioning a lot of my business um, over to a different, um, another. You know, like with my finances. COVID nineteen was kind of like um, a blessing for my business. Yeah, how did that affect y'all? Um, of course, like any other business, affected us a lot because our foot traffic was came from a lot to zero. All my retail accounts uh, stopped buying, 
So all my wholesalers stopped by because they were closed. But then my retail, I mean, my online stuff, uh, it was the biggest online record last three months, bigger than the last seven years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Last month was the biggest month I've ever had the last seven years as a company. The month before that was bigger than previously. It, every month is getting bigger and bigger. It's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, it allows us to kind of hone in on, like, that's the thing about business, too, is, like, uh, having to understand uh, not just sales. We're talking business now. But having to understand, like, marketing, you know what I mean? Production, uh, profit yeah. margins. A lot of people don't. A lot of people in business. If you if you went and you got a guy that says I, I run a business, it's my business, and you say what's your profit and loss? What's your what's your P and L sheet look like? Yeah. A lot of people don't even know what the fuck that is. No, you know a lot yeah. of people don't understand. Like you were saying earlier, yeah. when you when it comes to wholesaling, yeah, you know a lot how, of them don't. Yeah, you know the the processing fees involved with that. So, bro, that's what the uh, event. It's called agenda, agenda. The event in uh, uh, Vegas. I was telling you about. Okay, so it's doing a fat, uh, what's it called? For, but the streetwear brand side is called. Agenda. So I I didn't hear a lot about brands out there that just like folded because these companies are placing you know like Macy's are there, Journeys is there like they placing these orders and then they can't produce it and then they whole business just flops. Well, that's what you see if you ever you watch Shark Tank. Of course, you see people on Shark Tank all the time. They say, "Why are you here? You got a successful business because I yeah. can't afford the inventory. Yeah. I got a purchase order from Macy's yeah. from yeah. from Journeys. Yeah, can't afford it, but I can't back that shit. Mm. You know." Or if you or if you was real, you would just put a second mortgage out of your house. And say yeah. fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> you mean, could. A lot of people, a lot of, see, some of them might not even know that either. You know what I mean? You end up dissolving so much of your company, man. That at the end of the day, you don't own any of it, bro. I'm all about owning. I'm all about entrepreneur. I'm all about running it up and putting your people on. That's on the on the masters to all these classics. On the masters, death row shit, bro. For real, like, bro. <laughs> you know that's what it, that's what bro, it takes, man. That's exactly what it takes. And so for us, like production, we run all the production. We control everything. Bro, everything that it takes to run a business or run a fashion clothing line, we we touch every single one of it. Do you see this just popped in my head? Do you envision critique branching out outside of Kansas City yeah. to becoming something of a brand where I can I can hit up Chicago and I can link in with these local entrepreneurs and offer yeah. them something as well? Yeah, I have an idea of like um, taking that outside of a city. And remember, we talked about this on the podcast, so don't steal this shit when you listen to it. <laughs> right, we had <laughs> talked about just taking it. Um, so you know we our network's pretty huge. Um, so in Atlanta, they reached out by us bringing it out there. Um, Denver reached out about us bringing it out there in Chicago, and St. Louis. So um, I always had an idea of maybe just putting like together a Midwest Fashion Week, and each year taking us a different city. So to critique um, St. Louis, to critique Chicago, to critique Denver. I didn't want to go take it to Atlanta. No knock to them, but they got a lot of That's attention a lot already. Going on, yeah. So for us, kind of like being in the Midwest, we need our own. So, um, yeah, I had an idea of doing that, too. And so my focus was kind of like I was being Kansas City as of right now. Like, I love Kansas City. This is home. My business partner's like, I remember asking dudes in the car, like, we move anywhere else? They're like, nah, they want to die in Kansas City. Facts. Like, we straight from the town. You know I'm, what I mean? I'm fine. I've told my girl, like, look, I've told people all the time, man, I, I want to own property maybe somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, yep. Yep. But when I die, I'm going to be buried here. Buried here. I'm, I'm Kansas City through and through. And I hate it when people get on the internet, man, and be like, knocking it. This is why I moved to LA. This is why I did this. But bro, it's like, you moved to LA and you still broke. It's the same you're thing you're going to face there. And it's worse now because you don't know nobody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you go, man. Build an empire here, man. Real estate is cheap. Bro. I could, I could, I could build an empire here and I can travel the world, man. Like bro. I said, we went to Fiji last year. That's because we lived yeah. in Kansas City. And I, if we lived in LA, oh my God. This house in LA, man, is. Shit, 10, 10, 15 million Easy. dollars. Easy. Easy. <laughs> Shit. Shit. 
Bro, that's like a little a garage be like three hundred thousand. I'm man. like, so we be we when we travel, we do it all the time, man. We be on Zillow. Mm-hmm. I pull up Zillow just to see what the what the what the neighborhood looking yeah. like. Last one was in L.A. I'm like, yeah. damn, fucking bungalow, one bed, one bath, eight hundred thousand. Eight hundred thousand. It's crazy. That's when gentrification starts, man. Yep. That's another topic, yep. but yeah, that's another topic. <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm just excited, man. Being an entrepreneur, um, being able to get back to my community, being able to host stuff in my community. You know, like I was saying before, I do workshops where I teach kids how to uh, car maintenance. So I teach kids how to fix, car, like, work on, change their oil, change their tires, and change their uh, brakes. Oh, are you involved in the, the district? Uh, the district, okay. I'm one of them. It's you, Darion, yep. Wes. Wes. Yep. Abdul. Uh, Duty. Is that his Duty. name? Yep. Duty's Duty. in okay. there, too. Yep. So this group, all of us, was, that was all influenced from Nipsey. So going out there and seeing what he was doing, it just influenced that idea of these creatives and entrepreneurs coming together and do something bigger than ourselves. So uh, and, like, and I'm gonna say it on mic, man. I would love to be involved in any uh, facet y'all need help with, man. Let's do it. When it comes to soaking kids with knowledge, man, I love yeah. it. I love kids, man. Bro, we maybe we've got to do one of these podcasts at the charity events, bro. One of the setups for real. It'd be dope. Have you out there do the video? You know, at the basketball training game, we got a lot of like, different influencers. A lot of people you, people follow on social media. I have them at the game, playing in the game. We have the DJs. I got the bounce houses. I got the food trucks. I got the. the I'll pull up, man. Bro, it's so I know fun. enough about a. I'm that guy. I know. A, I know a lot about a little, so I can I can provide something to these kids. You know. Yeah, and we so. need a lot. We need like a million of that. You know, for you know what I'm saying though. So, man, I'm just happy to be here. Grateful for you to have me, man. I know it took me a minute to come here. This is like my first podcast. Yeah, I've nah, been dodging man. a lot of them. Bro. <laughs> I appreciate you sliding through, man. I mean, I know it's you. You a busy guy, man. I mean, man. real estate, learning, trading, and shit. Uh, yeah. Running mate, bro. Uh, but teach. yeah, man. Um, what's your What's your favorite beat song? Uh. I like the album, Victory Lap. <laughs> I got it on vinyl. Yeah, well, that's I'll, crazy. I'll never open that, man. That's crazy. That's still in the plastic. I will never open that record. Bro, I framed Dude, the program that, when I got home. I got the program. That's cr- yeah. I got the ticket, too. So I got the ticket to the Staples Center from when I went where I said that. Bro, the story on that, too, we we got to sit on the first level, like first floor. Yeah. Because of Wes, he's in a wheelchair. Oh, uh, okay. So I got there. It's like, hey, we have to put you here. And there's no stairs. So I'm like, bro, what the hell? And we had no ticket. So a dude out there was just walking around like, hey, y'all going? Like, yeah, we want to. Hey, I got extra tickets. Gave it to us for free. Yeah, I saw uh I saw how Darion had posted that they had signed in to do the tickets. Yeah. Like soon as soon as bro, I had like I don't have lying to you. I had like 10 people do it for me. My cousin all over Cali, they always doing that shit for me. It's like impossible, it. man. So the second the the one the second that shit opened up was already sold out. I'm like, fuck. That's bro. what people don't understand about Nipsey, man. He was he was truly an icon. If you, but a lot of people didn't realize that until he passed. Yeah. You know, a lot of guys was like, "Oh, you know, Nipsey." He's, he's, I'm like, "No, nah, he was an icon." He's an icon, like especially when you go out to L.A., man. L.A. just is different with the way they embrace the community with him, Dom Kennedy, like all them guys, man. Like, bro, they love that. Like Nipsey was really doing some shit, man. Like, bro, that was highly respected. Everything that he was doing, like music, staying in the community, his, every the clothing line, he was ahead of himself, even with his. Clothing was kind of like his Maybe tags. You listen to his music, man. I mean, talking about equity and talking ownership about and ownership and, and, and real estate and all bro. that stuff, man. Escrow. Like, you know, Escrow, yeah. He's like, like what stuff people I didn't know what Escrow about. was. I didn't either. I'm like, man, what the fuck? Bro. So. He's ahead of his time, man. You know, rest, rest in peace, man. Nipsey Hustle. I've seen him do it a million times sitting in here. Yeah, yeah. Got a frame up there. You know what I mean? I keep looking up like, that's so crazy. So. Yeah, she got that from me. I was like, man, I don't, I don't really know where to put that, but I was like, it's got to be in the office. I wonder, I wonder somewhere when people come in, they see it. Yeah. A lot of people don't kick it in my office unless we're doing yeah. a podcast. But. Yeah. 
But yeah, man, uh, if you got a song, is your phone dead? You said your phone was dead? It's dying. If you got a song, man, we could play that as the outro. Um, I want to give people like what 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 are some of what's what's the best advice you give somebody right now? Uh, right now, as far as whatever it is, man, entrepreneurship uh, on the business, something that you think everybody needs to hear and that they can learn from. Got to show up. That's always been like the thing I told people is like, because I get asked that question all the time. So my advice was I was just show up, like fuck the knowledge you talking about. Like you just gotta show up and do that shit, and then you gonna then you gonna get some knowledge. I'm fucking up, you know what I mean? Just show up. Even when no one's looking, I always do the right thing. You know what I mean? So it's, like, it's, it's just something I always tell my nephews, my nieces, too, is like about just having to do the right thing. Even when no, nobody, no cameras on, you know, eyes is on you. I was doing what's right by the family. You know what I mean? And so Yeah, do, do it without feeling the need to get on Facebook and say, hey, man, today this saw this guy who needed a, he needed a cheeseburger and I gave him $20, you know? Man. Just do the shit, man. Do the shit. Yeah. They kind of say, okay, I respect that. Just show up, man. It's just, um, you know, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be on time. Just be there, baby. Keep hustling. I don't really know how to. My, that's how I was. I've always learned just hustling, showing up. Like I told you, I have an idea tonight. Tomorrow, I'm doing it. You know what I mean? That's what it takes. Start. There's a, a quote I saw that I always like stuck with me. It was the start now and not tomorrow. Yeah, because tomorrow's not promised. Tomorrow's not promised. You know, you, shit. Everybody shit, thought Nipsey would live to a thousand. You know, with the Bro, and he was on his own community. You know, kill his own. One of his own shop. His own people too. Even the people he was rolling with, bro. Even seeing shit like that, kind of like starting to like. And the man died doing something right, bro. Giving back, pulling up to give back to somebody, bro. That just got out the the, the pen. You know what I mean? It's like, bro. And then you know he got locked up behind. He like got locked yeah, up again for associating with a gang yep. gang member. Although Nipsey wasn't. He a, just got out. I'm like, trying to do the right thing, bro. For what, man? It's a fucked up where we live in. All we can do, all we can do is keep being a good person, keep showing up. Keep showing up. Keep talking to people. Do what you can to lead people the right way. And uh, yeah, that's that, man. Well, shit. I we could talk probably for another hour to keep yeah. it real with you. But I <laughs> yeah, know you yeah, got yeah. shit to do, man. I gotta, you know. I'm, I'm sure my girl probably wondering we gonna wrap up. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, but yeah, man. This is uh to Mark. Mark, uh, What's up, baby. How you say last name again? I know. I asked you. Mark Lanou. You can find him on Instagram. Samoan Rasta. Is it underscore or just Samoan Rasta? Just Samoan Rasta with two A's at the end. Uh, website is mademob.com. Critique.com. L&J's Investments. That's your real estate company? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, check him out, man. Make sure you buy a shirt. One drops every single week. Yeah. 100% of the proceeds, like he said, goes back to the community. Um, yeah. Goes back to helping out with, you know, donating to black therapists to yep. help out with mental health, man. Mental health is really important, so I'm glad that we touched on that. Uh, you can find me as well on uh, PYNTK underscore KC on Instagram or Instadom13. That's the personal one. Want to be on the show? Holler at me. Yeah. Uh, reach out. Uh, again, appreciate my man Mark pulling up. Of course, of course. It was a solid interview, man. We're going to put something out for the people to enjoy and yeah. uh, we'll call it a day. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you fifteen percent or more." But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor.
Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 911, what's your emergency? Señora, ¿me está diciendo que un tren le pegó a una camioneta? Sí, yo pensé que el que sería cruzar, el hijo iba rápido, creo, y después... ¡Ay, Dios mío, qué horror! No puedes saber a qué velocidad viene un tren. Por eso están los señalamientos de advertencia. Obedécelos. Alto, el tren no para. Mensaje de Netza. 